Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on the MTS, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, Enforcement Action. In this podcast series, we're going to take a deep dive into the MTS uh, enforcement action, the people involved in it, and the individual prosecutions. But first, are you a lifelong learner like I am? Well, I am a huge aficionado of the Great Courses series. In history alone, there are over 224 courses, ranging from the history of the CIA to ancient Rome, ancient Greece, and everything in between. If you like learning and you like an audio or video format, The Great Courses is for you. You can listen at the gym, on your commute, or you can put it on your desktop and watch the video or watch the video at the gym on your uh, smartphone or other device. It's a great way to learn. It's a fun way to learn. They provide a PDF uh, detailed book with each course so you can take a deep dive into it. I really can't say enough good things about the Great Courses and the Great Courses series. I hope you'll check them out. You can find them at thegreatcourses.com. The Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission recently announced a stunning resolution to one of the longest-running bribery, corruption, and money-laundering sagas on the international stage, that involving the ruling family in Uzbekistan and mobile telecom companies. The MTS settlement was the third of three FCPA settlements that paid Gulnara Karamova over $1 billion in bribes. The MTS settlement alone was for $850 million, which makes it number three on the all-time list. This podcast series will be an examination of the background facts of the case, a detailed review of the bribery schemes involved, the compliance failures of MTS and its actions during the investigation, which contributed to the size of the penalty, the individual prosecutions brought as a part of this action, and the key lessons learned for the compliance practitioner. In this episode one, I take a look at the background facts, the parties, the players, and the fine and the penalty. Episode three, misread flags and overridden internal controls. We are midway through the five-part exploration of the recent Department of Justice and SEC resolution of a FCPA Practices Act enforcement action against the Russian telecom company MTS. Today, I want to take a look at the failures in the MTS compliance regime, the override of internal controls, and a local business unit management, which facilitated the payment of the bribes. We begin with the purchase of the Uzbeki telecom company Uzdun Robita, which uh, MTS bought to enter into the Uzbeki telecom market back in 2004. We discussed this purchase in the context of the bribes paid and uh, the put call that uh, Swiss Dorn, the shell company controlled by Karamova, uh, exercise. So within two years of the MTS uh, purchase call option, which they originally had, it was it disappeared through negotiations, i.e. it was taken away by Karanova, Karamova and became a unilateral put call for the sole benefit of her shell corporation. 
This action was done fraudulently, as the um, criminal information stated. Certain MTS management did not obtain approval of the company's investment committee or the board of directors for the amendment and only informed the investment committee after the amendment had been agreed to and executed. Conversely, MTS executives were becoming aware that Karamova owned or controlled Swissstorn, and in February 2017, one executive began to raise concerns uh, that Swissstorn was beneficially owned by Karamova. He was able to actually do his own open-source investigation uh, showing that the uh, FCPA risk to I- MTS would increase with arrangements. He asked a law firm to perform a full due diligence, and this uh, was sort of uh, big foobar number one because the law firm was not given nearly enough information uh, to do this. Moreover, um, the response from more senior MTS management was to sideline this executive. In response to his emails, certain MTS management took steps to further restrict the dissemination of the whistleblowing or internally reporting executive's concern about Karamova. Uh, the new ins- uh Executive did insist that additional due diligence was performed. However, certain MTS management does not disclose certain relevant information to the law firm, including the crucial fact that certain MTS management knew that Karamova was a beneficial owner of Company A. Of course, it also begs the question of if this uh, unnamed MTS executive was able to figure that out with open source uh, research, i.e. Google, You have to wonder where the uh, law firm was doing its investigation. However, because of these misrepresentations and perhaps the uh, uh, negligence of the law firm or at least uh, not looking very hard, the due diligence came back in such a manner that the transaction went forward. Yet MTS was aware of the red flags and that the original put call was for $37.7 million, and somehow this price got inflated to $250 million by Karamova at the time the put call was optioned. Next was the purchase of Colorit, and we certainly talked about this in terms of the overall bribery uh, scheme as a money as a mechanism to fund Karamova more bribe money. However, uh, there were internal controls failures because. Uh, neither Uz Dun 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 Robita or MTS had any telecom had any advertising operations in Uzbekistan, and Colorit had no telecom operations. So uh, there was a complete misfit. Um, one uh, MTS executive said that the fifty million dollars was a value wholly overstated and it was unattractive to MTS's development strategy. And frankly, the size would be impossible to explain to the uh, investment community, which MTS was publicly traded in the U.S., which gave them their uh, FCPA exposure. Moreover, the transaction had no business purpose in addition to being antithetical to MTS. One uh, exec called it a toxic uh, the transaction is a toxic one, and I think we need to get the uh, investment committee to take a look at it. The valuation placed on Colorit was only $23 million, and they paid well above that. MTS's Department of Strategic Planning met and recommended the rejection of the acquisition because it did not fit MTS's core business, and the estimate for advertising uh, marketing work was not realistic. One uh, MTS executive said the purchase price of $40 million USD was a pure fairy tale. Next was the uh, internal control overrides uh, to 
purchase the 4G licenses. These licenses, um, to obtain these licenses, MTS engaged a due diligence regulator to look into Tacalent. Uh, Tacalent uh, was a known proxy for Karamova, and the due diligence investigator reported this. He additionally reported Uzbeki sources regarded Tacalent as being beneficially owned by the family of the president. After receiving these findings, MTS conducted no further investigation and proceeded with the transaction. And of course, there were the charitable donations. Here, MTS continued making bribery payments to Karamova through donations to charities controlled by her. According to the SEC order, MTS made payments to charities, and these payments were falsely recorded in Uzdunrobadita's books and records as advertising and non-expense-related expenses rather than as charitable expenses. The payments also failed to comply with appropriate internal controls as they were not approved uh, either by Uzdunrobita or MTS after the payments were made. Finally, there were not memorial there were not memorialized agreements with any anti-corruption representations. So, lots of internal controls failures, lots of internal control overrides, and lots of just plain looking the other way. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I hope you will join me for this special five-part exploration of the MTS FCPA settlement. If you'd like more detail on the uh, settlement, I did a five-part blog post last week, which is also up and available for your consideration. Also, I link to all of the resolution documents, so you can really take a deep dive into this. It's a fascinating case. I hope you will join me for the entire series. I know you will learn a lot from it. This is Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This special five-part podcast series, the MTS Foreign Corrupt Practices Enforcement Action, is a presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.